0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 490. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that was given to the churches of Macedonia. During a severe trial brought about by affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. I can testify that according to their ability, and even beyond their ability of their own accord, they begged us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints, and not just as we had hoped. Instead, they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then to us by God's will. So we urged Titus that, just as he had begun, so he should also complete among you this act of grace. Now, as you excel in everything, in faith, speech, knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love for us, excel also in this act of grace. This is 2 Corinthians. This is a letter that Paul is sending to the church in Corinth. He's had an ongoing relationship with Corinth. He first visited there during his second missionary journey and founded the church, spent 18 months there. Then later he sent him a letter, Then he sent the letter First 1 Corinthians based on trouble that he had heard about. And then Timothy reported that the trouble was not resolved, so Paul made a quick visit there, and things blew up. Paul went back to Ephesus because it was just too, too out of control for him to deal with then without really harming the church. Paul then sent his tearful letter in which he laid it all out and sent Titus to carry that letter. And then Titus is now connected with Paul in Macedonia, and has reported that the church has made a turnaround. And so now Paul's sending 2 Corinthians again via Titus in order to try and resolve the issue still outstanding with a minority of the church, but also to deal with some ongoing issues that still need to be resolved in the church. And one of the things he wants to deal with is this collection that he's been working on collecting, actually for the last couple of years, it seems, and then carrying it back to Jerusalem to support the poor people in the church in Jerusalem. Well, why does he need a collection for the church in Jerusalem? Well, Jerusalem's the mother church. Jerusalem is the the center of Jewish life, and really it's out of Judaism that Christianity comes. And in many respects, it's the center of persecution of Christians, that it's persecution at the hands of the Jewish leaders. And so it's tough being a a Christian in Jerusalem. And Paul's intention is for all these churches in Greece and modern day Turkey to provide this collection. He wants to collect over a long period of time, then take this large sum back to Jerusalem to support the poor people there. So chapter 8, starting in verse 1, he says, We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that was given to the churches of Macedonia. Well, he's talking about how they gave to this collection. So he's talking about the churches in Macedonia. That's where Paul is now, Macedonia. That's where Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, that's where those churches are. And their ability to give came as a result of the grace of God. And this grace of God was given. So key aspects of this verb given here. One, it's the passive voice. It was given, meaning it wasn't something they came up with on their own. This was something that was given to them by God. The grace to be able to give. It's also a perfect tense, meaning that something that happened but continues to happen. So it was grace of God that was given to them, but it's still being given. Now, this word grace is significant for pretty much all of chapter 8 and chapter 9. It occurs several times. Sometimes it's not translated as grace, but it's still the same Greek word and carries the same kind of idea. Grace is a word that can be used in a lot of different ways. We talk about God's grace. Well, we often define that as God's unmerited favor on us. That's a good definition. But it's showing favor to. It's uh, giving special consideration of. But here he's talking about God's grace. And God's grace was given to the Church of Macedonia. So we'll point it out every time we see the word grace show up here. So he goes on to describe what this grace was. Here's what it was. During a severe trial brought about by affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. So a severe trial brought about by affliction. This sounds like persecution. And that fits with what we saw in the book of Acts with what went on in Philippi and Thessalonica was, there was persecution. People in the city rose up and attacked the followers of Christ in those cities. So, severe trial brought about affliction. He goes on to describe this, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Now, the area of Macedonia there, northern Greece, was not a poverty-stricken area. It specifically points out the poverty of the people of the church. And it's probably related to the persecution. Because being persecuted kind of puts you on the out as far as participating in the society at large. It can put a big hamper on your economic ability to function in the society, resulting in poverty. So what came out of this persecution, this affliction, Their abundant joy and their extreme poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. So generosity, he's talking about how they gave. And the way they gave was it came out of the grace of God that was given to them. And what happened was even in spite of the persecution which had ostracized them from society and resulted in their own poverty, all that, their abundant joy in Christ, overflowed any wealth of generosity on their part. So they were very generous. And those are just the, the contrasting words he uses here. They're in poverty, but it was a wealth of generosity that overflowed. He continues in verse 3. I can testify that according to their ability and even beyond their ability of their own accord, they begged us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints, not just as we had hoped, Instead, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us by God's will. All right, so Paul begins with, I can testify that. Okay, I was there. I saw it. I know this is true. According to their ability and even beyond their ability. So he's talking about they went above and beyond. It wasn't just what you would expect in the way of giving. It was way beyond that. And he says it was their own accord meaning they weren't pressured to do this. They begged us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in this ministry to the saints. The implication is Paul didn't really bring up the idea of the collection that he was doing to the church in in Jerusalem, that maybe he didn't even approach them because of their poverty, thinking these guys really can't give and shouldn't be asked to give but apparently they found out about it, begged us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in this ministry to the saints. we begin with privilege. Uh, That's that word for grace. The the Greek word is charis, and it's translated as grace in verse one. It's translated as privilege here. So begged us earnestly for the the grace of giving. Uh, Begged us earnestly for the grace of sharing. Now, the ministry to the saints, he's talking about the, the collection for the poor people of Jerusalem. That phrase essentially kind of becomes its own title to this ministry, this collection. He uh, will use this phrase again in chapter 9. And then he uses also in, in the book of Romans, chapter 15, this ministry to the saints saints or anybody who's a follower of christ but he's specifically talking about the poor people in the church in jerusalem He always want to say that they shared this not just as we had hoped in other words he says we were surprised by how they gave he said instead they gave themselves first to the lord and then to us by god's will like what he's trying to say here is their devotion to god is what brought about the material giving. They began with their devotion to God, then it resulted in their giving. Now, interesting, in verse 6, he says, So we urged Titus that just as he had begun, so he should also complete among you this act of grace. Here we see the word grace again. He's describing giving to the collection as an act. Grace. Now Titus enters the picture here and he says, So just as he had begun, apparently Titus was in Corinth earlier, even prior to delivering the severe letter, the tearful letter. The Titus was in Corinth sometime a year or so ago and started this collection for the saints, the poor saints in Jerusalem in Corinth, but apparently it's kind of gone by the wayside with all the stuff going on down there. So he says, we urge Titus that just as he had begun, so he should also complete among you this act of grace. So this is still part of the background here. So Paul is sending Titus back to Corinth, carrying 2 Corinthians with dual purpose to it. One is to restore the relationship with those who are still not so convinced about Paul, but also to continue the collection for the poor saints in Jerusalem. And it was Titus, the one who started it down in Corinth, Number 7. Now, as you excel in everything, faith, speech, knowledge, and all diligence, And in your love for us, excel also in this act of grace. So here we see the word grace again. Verse 6, he called it this act of grace. Verse 7, he calls it this act of grace. And this act of grace is contributing to the collection for the poor saints in Jerusalem. I think there's some wordplay here because the things he's talking about, that they excel in, faith, speech, knowledge, diligence, love, He's probably referring to spiritual gifts here. That was the big deal in Corinth, that they're so spiritually gifted. That was a a big part of 1 Corinthians, talking about spiritual gifts. And he referred to spiritual gifts, he called that charismata. And grace, the word is charis. So I think a little play on words there. Just as you guys are so excelling in the charismata, the spiritual gifts, I want you to excel in this act of charis grace. You guys are so spiritual, you should be giving to this collection. Now, is he playing one church against another? It kind of looks like it. I don't know he really is, but I think he's just bragging on the church in Macedonia that just look at what these guys have done. They were so overwhelmed by compassion for the church in Macedonia Jerusalem, they're so overwhelmed by their devotion to God that they just begged us, forced us to let them give to this collection, even beyond their ability, because these guys are in poverty right now because of the persecution that they are enduring. Now, you wealthy guys down in Corinth, maybe you should do likewise. It's kind of the implication there. I don't know he's being so much good comparing the two churches, but you have to be a little blind to to miss this. So he's talking about the collection. He's going to talk about the collection all through chapter 8 and chapter 9, that he is bringing this collection. It's going to be gathered up. There's going to be a delegation from a lot of people from a lot of churches who are going to carry this collection to Jerusalem. And Paul himself earlier said he wasn't sure if he was going with them or not but we'll see later on. Yes, he does go with them to Jerusalem. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.